0: In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Are you ready? What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This indeed you are all is it's in my hand oh!
1: fan effect. Talk about some fun stuff because uh, the weekend's coming up, it's Friday. You gotta figure out what to watch. Uh, Andy's job has never been more important because there's too much out there. There's just too much.
0: I know. I I get overwhelmed when I open up all the different apps and I'm not really sure what (laughs) to dive into. So Andy is here from KSL's Fan Effect Podcast and KSL News Radio to break it down. Thanks. You know, I spend a lot of time trying to just keep track of everything. So that's part of the fun. But with the Avatar sequel sitting on the horizon for next week, not a lot of high level theatrical stuff to work with this week. Most of what I'll be talking about today is coming to streaming with only a limited release in theaters if at all. First up is Just That, a retelling of the story of perhaps the most famous wooden boy ever made in Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Note that this is not the one with Tom Hanks that came out earlier this year. This version is on Netflix, and it was done in stop-motion animation by the man who did the original California Raisins commercials and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Del Toro, of course, is an Academy Award-winning director with a very unique cinematic eye, so the two blend together well. In this version of Pinocchio, which draws from the original story by Italian author Carlo Collodi, but takes the story in several different directions. Pinocchio's carved by a grieving father, Geppetto, who has lost his son in an accident. Given life by mystical energies, Pinocchio is a blank slate who tries to find his own place in the world, which just happens to be in Mussolini's World War II Italy. There are several key moments and characters that fans of other versions of Pinocchio will recognize, but this story is definitely its own thing, and it does not go where you might expect. Now, there are a few famous voices you'll recognize, like Ewan McGregor, Tilda Swinton, and Finn Wolfhard. But mostly, I was drawn in by the amazing animation, the sense of wonder, and occasional dry, humorous moments. There were even some emotional moments, too. But, man, does Pinocchio himself look different from what you're used to. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is rated PG, and it is streaming only on Netflix. Now, we come to the return of Will Smith to movie theaters for the first time since his now-infamous slap at the 2022 Oscars. Smith headlines the slavery-era drama Emancipation, playing in a few theaters but also streaming on Apple TV+. Smith plays Peter, a slave in Louisiana in early 1863... Peter's forcibly separated from his wife and four children working the cotton fields when he's sent with some other adult male slaves to lay down rail lines to aid the Confederacy's war effort. While there, Peter hears some of the Confederates talking about Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, freeing the slaves, and how the Union Army is harboring any slaves who come to them. Peter and a few of his fellow slaves make a break for it, knowing that if they can survive the swamps and the men hunting them, they can be free men. Emancipation is actually based on a true story, Will Smith as Peter is almost unrecognizable from how you've ever seen him. The movie's shot mostly in black and white with some sepia tones and the occasional splash of color, blood, or the American flag. Really, it looks like any picture you've ever seen from the Civil War only moving around. While it is difficult to watch the cruelty that man can show to other men, it does also show the triumph of human spirit, willpower, endurance, and love for family. There were several moments that were quite moving. Emancipation is rated R, and again, it is playing in a few local theaters, but you can also stream it at home on Apple TV+. Now, in a much lighter tone, we're two weeks from Christmas, so you know I'm going to give some Christmas movie recommendations. First up is A Hollywood Christmas on HBO Max. This movie follows Jessica. She's an up-and-coming filmmaker in Hollywood whose specialty is making Christmas movies. She understands the formula, she understands how people feel about Christmas movies and why they love them. Problem is, her network has changed executives and one of the new execs wants to shutter the Christmas movie portion of the company, including, maybe even halting, the movie she's in the middle of making right now. The network executive sent to deliver the news, Christopher, who just happens to be super handsome, finds himself torn between knowing what he has to do and also admiring Jessica's talent and ability to make Christmas magic. Jessica's assistant points out the obvious irony. Jessica isn't just trying to save her Christmas movie, she's actually living in one. It's a movie within a movie. I have to admit, I enjoyed this one more than I probably should have. A Hollywood Christmas was very clever in how it sent up all the obvious tropes from Christmas movies that we love, while at the same time leaning fully into those same tropes. You'll recognize them immediately, but the actors are charming enough, and the movie is sincere. And as Linus taught us in the Charlie Brown special, sincerity matters at Christmas. A Hollywood Christmas is probably not going to be a classic, but if you sit down and watch it, I think you'll enjoy it. Nobody you've really heard of is in this movie, but some of the actors have been in other Christmas movies, so they might look familiar. A Hollywood Christmas is rated PG and has nothing offensive. Once again, it is streaming on HBO Max. Now, there are a few other items worth mentioning. First up is another Christmas movie on streaming. This one's called Something from Tiffany's, and it's the classic Christmas movie switcheroo. Based on the book by Melissa Hill and set in New York City at Christmas time, bakery owner Rachel and tattoo artist Gary are happy enough but not quite ready for the big commitment. Meanwhile, author Ethan and super-gorgeous Vanessa are about to make it official. But when Gary and Ethan's purchases from the fabled Tiffany & Company jewelry store get mixed up, it sets off a whole series of twists and unexpected discoveries that leads the characters to where they're truly meant to be. Something from Tiffany's is streaming on Prime Video. Over on Disney Plus, we have an animated movie sequel to the live-action Night at the Museum franchise called Night at the Museum, Kamun-Ra Rises Again. It follows the same characters from the movie, though, with different voices than the actors from the theatrical films. In it, 18-year-old Nick, who's the son of Ben Stiller's character, he's taken over as night watchman at the American Museum of Natural History, where all the exhibits come to life when the sun goes down. In this movie, the son of the bad guy from a couple of the live-action movies, Kamun-Ra, escapes with plans to raise the Egyptian army of the dead. Honestly, this felt like I was watching a Saturday morning cartoon with the type of goofy and dumb silliness that was going on. This one is for the kids only. Even I could barely get through it. Night at the Museum, Kamunra Rises Again is rated PG and it is only on Disney+. Plus. Now for the grown-ups, there's a new movie hitting theater starring Academy Award winners Olivia Colman and Colin Firth and directed by Sam Mendes who also directed Skyfall 1917 and American Beauty, so you know he's talented. It's called Empire of Light and it's the story of a woman with mental illness played by Colman who's part of a makeshift family at the Old Empire Cinema in southern England back in the early 1980s. When a young black man star named Stephen starts working at the cinema, the two find an unlikely Attraction and discover the healing power of music, movies, and community. This movie's definitely being positioned as a potential Oscar contender, Empire of Lights rated R, and is playing only in theaters. Okay. So I've talked a lot about what's out there new, but we're three weeks from Christmas, two, three weeks, so I want to have a little fun. Everybody's got their go-to favorites to watch each year. Many of ours might include the same movies. You know, like It's a Wonderful Life, A Christmas Story, Christmas Carol, Christmas Vacation, you know, movies like that. But for the next three weeks leading up to Christmas, I want to take a moment to highlight movies that might be more unique to your personal list. And today we're going to start with a favorite from Dan Spindle's list, 1985's Santa Claus the movie. If you're not familiar with it, here's the tagline. The legend of Santa Claus is put in jeopardy when an unscrupulous toy manufacturer attempts to take over Christmas. So, Dan... Defend your love of Santa Claus the movie. Tell us why it's one of your annual faves.
1: Well, the evil toy maker, BZ, from BZ Toys, is John Lithgow. None other than, I mean, award-winning. And it's just got this great uh, backstory. Listen, I'll say that the third act kind of goes all over the place, but... It was made by the same people that made Superman the movie, so they make Santa Claus the movie, and it was meant to be as epic. And nobody's heard of it. So, a so look, I you, you gotta to watch the it. Tim
0: Allen one. No, 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 no. This
1: is called no. Santa Claus Someone the movie. came out in '85. You got no, Dudley Moore. You've got John Lipgow, It's got a Santa Claus origin story. It's got something called the Super Duper Looper at the end with radioactive oh, okay. uh, candy canes. <laughs> so, oh man, you gotta love this. I, oh, I love this movie, Andy. Thank you for highlighting such a classic. Classic. All right, there you have it. That's so, all I've got for you. I just—it's a personal, it's a personal favorite, which my kids tease
0: me about to no end. I will say, I watching the trailer, why. it did have a Superman the movie feel. It like does a voiceover of "We shall give you the power of flight." Oh yeah, you shall do these things. So
1: it was, it was uh, Alexander Salkine. He made Superman the movie in the late seventies, and they did. They were trying to I harness had no that. Idea.
0: Like uh, a superhero. Santa Claus, the movie. <laughs> All right, so it up. if Dan has convinced you to give Santa Claus... Where can Claus you even watch this? Effect, it is available on Prime Video. <laughs> okay, this is good. We've got like a DVD we found years ago, but yeah, okay. Prime Video, if you want to stream it and hide have Looking at I'm it the next week, it. there's the long-awaited, and I mean long-awaited, Avatar, The Way of Water, and not much else. But we'll also highlight another personal Christmas movie <laughs> pick, Shara Parks, yeah! The Holiday. Yay! Okay. Okay.
1: Ladies, you're welcome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that then. Wait, the holiday or the holidate? No, I mean, the holiday. About, okay. I've heard the Good holiday. Morning. I've seen that okay, one. don't okay, know. Okay. Okay. These are very different. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Andy. You're welcome. Okay, We've got, got some. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com. I'll see you there.